Reading Baseball is a listener-supported service of WSIU Public Radio. Listener support is what makes this webcast possible. All the recent fuss about Black Friday reminded me of my days as a stock boy at Gimbel's back in the late 1950s. Gimbel's was one of four major department stores that once played a major role in opening the Christmas season in downtown Pittsburgh. After closing its doors at 5 o'clock on the Wednesday afternoon before Thanksgiving, Gimbel's became a beehive of activity. When it opened its doors at 10 o'clock on Friday morning, workers had transformed Gimbel's into a Christmas wonderland highlighted by its dazzling window displays and a magical toy land. For most of the year, Gimbel's toy section occupied a small corner space on the 11th and top floor, where it was surrounded by bedroom furniture. To get Gimbel's ready for the opening of the Christmas season, an army of stock boys had to work through Wednesday night and Thanksgiving Day to make room on the top floor for a cornucopia of toys. While our families feasted on Thanksgiving turkey, my stock boy buddies and I carted dressers and lugged mattresses down to a lower floor, then loaded the top floor shelves with everything from Barbie dolls, tea sets, and doll houses, to Lincoln logs, erector sets, and medieval castles. When we were finished, we topped off our work with a throne fit for Santa Claus. Normally, my life as a stock boy was drudgery, but during the Christmas season, I actually came to work early just so I could play with all those toys before the opening bell customers ascended on the express elevators and attacked the floor displays. Before Gimbel's opened, I had every toy imaginable at my fingertips, but my favorites were those sports action games that over the years have become treasured collectibles. I played that wacky electric football game where you lined up miniature players, turned on the current, and watched them vibrate in every direction except straight ahead. There was also the basket game, where I pulled back levers and lofted an orange ping-pong ball towards small plastic-corded hoops. If I pulled back too far, however, I'd send the ball sailing over the backboard and in the dangerous direction of the escalators. I loved playing that classic hockey game with its sliding levers that sent tin players spinning up and down the metal surface in pursuit of an oversized wooden puck, but my favorite game was Kateco's All-Star Baseball. Instead of action figures, it had cardboard player discs that were fitted onto a spinner device. On each disc were numbers representing the possible outcomes of a time at bat. The size of each number space on the disc depended upon the career statistics of the player. If the disc was for Babe Ruth, the largest space was for a home run. If it was for Wee Willie Keeler, the largest space was for a single. With its wooden pegs for base runners and flat cardboard surface and stands, all-Star Baseball seemed drab compared with the sports action games, but with its performance-based discs, it produced results similar to a real game. There were no computer games around to generate a virtual reality, but you could, with a little imagination, see Babe Ruth or Stan Musial waiting in the batter's box as you flicked the spinner. Years before I became a stock boy, my mother and I used to take a streetcar into downtown Pittsburgh during the holiday season to visit the department stores. During those trips, we always ate lunch at the Blue Room, a restaurant located in the basement of a 5 and 10 that had the greatest gravy-smothered hot beef sandwiches in the world. I didn't know it at the time, but my future wife Anita was likely sitting in a booth with her mother not too far from my mother and me. In our conversations about our Christmases growing up, Anita and I realized her mother also took her downtown during the holiday season, and they too ate lunch at the Blue Room. With a little imagination, I can see Anita's mother looking across at a beady-eyed kid with gravy stains on his sweater and warning her cute-as-a-button daughter never to bring a boy like that home for Christmas. 
This is Pete Peterson and his wife Anita wishing you the best of holidays. To support Reading Baseball and WSIU's other online programs, please call 800-745-9748 or pledge online at wsiu.org.